Thundergrunt Podcast Network. When I was a teenager, I had a Ford Escort that I would drive around a bunch of teenaged punk rock kids. And every once in a while, we would meet a girl, and she would hang out with us, and I always felt kind of blessed. But the problem is, is that we met this one girl this one time, and she left this crazy rubber banana in my car. And I thought it was the strangest thing. Until I kept on getting pulled over. And I didn't realize it was a strange thing. I realized it was an evil thing. It was an evil rubber banana. I just kept on getting pulled over when I had this stupid rubber banana in my car. So eventually, I gave it to another friend of mine who was promptly arrested the following week. And I don't know where the rubber banana went, but in my own mind at least, I always called it the curse of the rubber banana. Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Yar curses. <laughs> Wait, wrong, wrong kind. Yeah, I, I mean, is that the? No, I think it's. I think that's appropriate, Joe. Is it? Yeah. Okay, maybe without the pirate. I'm okay with the pirate. Curse you, buddy. There's don't do that. <laughs> don't, you the Joe thing. just flipped me the bird. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Double deuce. Jeez. <laughs> curse you. Jeez. Which is another curse. Jeez. Oh yeah. Cheese or jeez? Jeez. Jeez. Oh, jeez derives from saying Jesus, mm. which is a blaspheme, and you should not be doing. Oh. So if you were, say, you know, went to Catholic school, uh-huh. you could feasibly be wrapped across the knuckles by saying G's. I have been. Have you been yes. for that specifically? Not for the G's, but wrapped across the knuckles, yes. Yeah. So I'm just saying, today, we're talking about curses. Yeah, curses. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about hexes, right? <laughs> I mean, they're pretty much I, the same thing. I have thing. way too many hexes. <laughs> oh, with an eight. Yeah. Okay. Hex. Hexes. Hex. Yeah, not hexes. Hexes. Okay, sorry. Yeah, oh, God. No, we're never going to do an episode <laughs> about hexes. We're never doing that one. No. Ever. No, that's not going to happen. No. Forget that. I'm leaving that in the past. Right. No, but we're, we're going to talk about curses. And curses would be basically a curse is something when you want to uh, maybe do bodily, mental... Physical some harm? kind of harm befalling an adversary, right? You know, of some sort. Yeah, right. So, if someone does something wrong to you, you curse them. Yeah, it's um. How would you? Well, a verbal Dis- dislike. Yeah, but there, it's a uh, revenge. It is revenge. Ah, maybe vengeance. Vengeance, revenge, mm-hmm. venginess. Venge, vengefulness. Yeah, it's it, there's something going on there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Verbally, you, you're you're saying some something to someone in order for them to have uh, a bad time down the road. Mm-hmm. Karma, kind of. Car- yeah, kind of mixes in with karma, except for mm-hmm. you're activating the bad karma for that person instantaneously. Yeah, is, right. is I think the idea, and you know, it, it's really kind of the opposite of a blessing. 
So say you want to get married and you ask your, you know, your father-in-law to be for his blessing, Mm -hmm. right? You know, that sort of thing. It is the opposite of that. It is when someone does some wrong to you, you curse them and the ground that they walk on and the horse that they rode in on (laughs) and everything else, right? So so there can be uh, cursed objects, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Of course, cursed places, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, And cursed people. And I would even venture to say, I'm going to go a little bit further, Joe, because I have a few of these cursed families. Well, that would be people. But, well, you're right, yes. That would be people, but it would be, yes, like a multi-generational curse. Mm -hmm. And it could be because there is an object that they have uh, come into that they're holding on to. Okay. Right? Yeah. You know, that is cursing the family that's being... Because typically, you know, when you have money or you have some kind of, you know, object that, you know, your estate goes down to the next person in line. Right. Right? right? So uh, that you're, you know, if you say you had a cursed object, mm-hmm. a cursed doll or a, you know, any kind of cursed anything, you know, music box or whatever. Right. It would pass on down to the generations and then they would continue to be cursed. Right. Until they got rid of it or whatever would break the curse. Right. Or uh, in some cases, it is something that your ancestor mm-hmm. did, you know, uh, did wrong by someone else. Mm-hmm. And cursed was a, you right on down the line. Exactly. So maybe not an object, maybe not a place. It may just be your lineage is now cursed with the same fate. Mm-hmm. Curse, C-U-R-S-E, comes from the late Old English curs, and also possibly from the Old French curuse, which is, means anger. All right. Of course, the Latin word is cursus, which means coarse. Oh, like sandpaper course? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a course, like you're on a course. Oh, as in like uh, like an obstacle course. Right. Right. So I think the rationale is... I'm cursed to not be able to do obstacle, obstacle courses course. very well. Right. Well, I'm I, cursed with this large... Man belly? Protuberance. <laughs> protuberance. From my, from my six-pack, covering it up. It's a keg. It's a whole well, six-pack full of kegs. Well, some of us have six-packs, Joe. Other of others have kegs. You have a six-pack so. full of kegs. Yeah. All right. It's like, like those mini kegs, you know, the, little yeah, like mini six kegs. mini kegs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it is, you know, your 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 natural course has has now been impeded upon. Oh, been altered. Yes. Because you've been coursed. Well, I, I think that's the the evolution of the word. The idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we all know, in the modern use of the word curse, it usually involves curse words. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not per se a, a statement to cause a curse, mm-hmm. but shit, fuck, damn, motherfucker, cocksucker, cunt, Oh, you had, you had to come out with all of them, didn't you? Is that right? You just really wanted <laughs> to say all of them. I kind of did. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a great way to start a, an episode, Joe. But that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. And you know what? So we'll, we'll kind of get into that. Uh, let's talk about curse words. Sure. Uh, let's, let's, let's start off with that. So swearing, right? Mm-hmm. Swearing. Joe, there are five different types of swearing, okay? Five different? They're all 
Really? Like yeah, no, 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 not like G, not, PG, not the, PG not thirteen. The, no, 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 not like the seven, uh, you know, seven words that you can't say on TV or on radio. TV or radio. Right. These are different types. They're they're different categories. Oh, okay. So, Joe, the first kind of swearing is going to be dysphemism. Swearing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really, really tried to figure out how to say that. So, yeah. (laughs) And that's the exact opposite of uh, of euphemism. It forces the listener to think about negative or proclivative matter, using the wrong euphemism as a dysphemic effect. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right? So, like... um, Okay, so it's a a descriptive put-down, almost. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Okay, fatso. Yeah, I mean, basically that kind of thing, right? Badass. No, it's like, it's more like, um, you know, like, F it, or uh, you really F that up, right? Okay. Or do you want me to say the word? Like, you really fucked that up, you know what I mean? That's the basic kind of thing. So you're using it in... Like a demoralizing... Yeah, exactly. So right. instead of saying, wow, you really messed that up or you really screwed that up, you're using a swear in there. In- injected into it exactly. to cause more more yeah. uh, emotional right. pain. Or it's like, um, I, okay, so here's a good one. Uh, one thing we used to say in the auto business when I used to be in the auto business was uh, when a vehicle came in and the engine was completely just blown out mm-hmm. and just just gone, right? The the thing that we would always say is, yeah, the engine took a shit. Okay. And that would be dysphemism. Okay. Right? So you're you're just saying like, so basically that thing's dead, you know? Like the engine kicked the bucket, the engine is dead, but you're saying... It took a dump, which doesn't make any sense, but you're saying, <laughs> right, like, right. basically parts are falling out of it. That thing's gone. Right. You know what okay. I mean? So that would be dysphemism. All right. The next one would be abusive swearing, and that is for use for abuse or intimidation. And this would be basically calling names, calling someone, you know what I mean, a see you next Tuesday, calling someone, you know what I mean? See you next Tuesday? Yeah. Think about the first letter of every... You, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you right? go. So you got it. So that, yeah, I yeah. mean, that is the typical, like, you know, people are about to get into a fist fight, right? You are hearing abusive swearing. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Right? Yes. Like, you fat F, you know what I mean? All that. See, I just don't want to, I don't want to say too many of them. You know, like, yeah. I don't, like, I, I just, uh, you know, I mean, I can, I can, because we know. did the whole censorship episode. We did. But I don't like to cuss a whole lot, but yeah. we're talking about it, so, you yeah. know what I mean? No, I understand. So the next is idiomatic swearing, and that's swearing with not really referring to the matter, just using the words to arouse interest, uh, to show off and express to the peers that the setting is informal. So like an expletive? Yeah, it's just, no, 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 no. That one's coming a a little bit down, right? Down a little bit later on. Uh Um, You know, so say you were explaining to me a story about something that happened, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to say... Uh, I wanted to basically just express my feelings, you know, to say, oh, that's crazy. But, you know, I'd be like, oh, shit, man. You know what I mean? Right. Shit. I'm so sorry. Or whatever. You're setting the mood and you're saying, look, uh, this is informal. I'm your friend. We can talk about this. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. All right. So uh, then there's emphatic swearing. That's to emphasize something with swearing. 
So instead of saying it was really big, you're saying it was really effing big. Okay. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're uh, emphasizing. Almost, yeah, exaggeration. Exactly. Inserting a, 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 a curse word to be a, as SpongeBob would say, a sentence enhancer. Yeah. Exactly. exactly yeah. So, uh, and then there's cathartic swearing. And this, this is, this is the one that I find to be the most acceptable swearing. Okay. Okay. And so this is the very first time at the, the cathartic swearing is the very first time that I ever heard my dad say a cuss word. Okay. Hmm. As a, as a, uh, young child, uh, I, I wasn't young, probably, you know, like 10, 12, something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I helped my mother move the dining room table so that uh, we could, I don't I think we were like putting new carpet down, something like that. Mm-hmm. And my father came in the door for, home from work and he's looking around and he's kind of goofing off, which my dad never, ever did, you know, but he's like, he's like, oh, look at all this new room we have. This is great. And as he walks directly into the chandelier, mm. and when I say chandelier, I mean, we just had like a little light fixture, you yeah. know what I mean? That hung down. It wasn't like we had like grand, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like crystal chandeliers. Cervosky crystal. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like that. I mean, it was just like a little, you know, thing that you got at Home Depot or something. But he walks directly into it, bangs his head and goes, ah, F. It just straight up was like, fuck. Nice. And I was like, <gasps> first time I ever heard my dad cuss. Right, right. But it was so, so funny. And, you know, basically to me, though, like that is the, you know, the most sensible kind of swearing. Okay. If you drop hot coffee on yourself, you might use an expletive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That sort of thing, you know. Reactionary. Reactionary, almost. which is cathartic swearing. Right. And it's actually scientifically proven that that actually helps Bring the pain down. Yeah, any sort of reaction, like uh, a scream, a yell. You know, like uh, if I'm running and I trip and fall, if no one's around, I'm still going to make a sound. Yeah. You know, with mm-hmm. my mouth. You know, luckily my mouth doesn't hit a rock or a tree. If it's like my leg or something, I'm still going to, damn, or, you know, crap, or something. I'm yeah. going to scream something because that helps, as you well, say, it, it's cathartic. To do that, and in it, your brain, mm-hmm. gen- they've actually done studies where they've where they've you know caused pain to people and had them swear versus not having them swear, mm-hmm. and it actually brings your level of pain down by using cathartic swearing. Really? Yeah, scientifically, it's proven. So you can't. So it has to be a an actual quote unquote curse word to bring. Yeah, those levels down. Yeah, you can't just. I mean, screaming and yelling that helps too. But but the, of like, but the frog this. Well, I mean, it might. You know what I mean? It, but it, you know, to me, I feel like that's kind of using Splenda instead of sugar. Okay, you know so what I mean? you're saying the, with the the spiciness of a real curse word, you know, overshadows the sort of. Hum, you know, homogenized. Yeah, being use. like frog catcher or something exactly. like that or whatever. Using a yeah, no, it does. It, and it has to do I, – I watched this whole do, little documentary on it. And I'll have to put it on online on our uh, on our page. On our page. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, it's actually – I believe it's somewhere like in your pituitary section of your brain or whatever. But it actually controls swearing and doing the cathartic swearing brings your pain levels down. It's ab- absolutely fascinating that hmm. it, it does that. Yeah, That's pretty cool. So very, very cool. I, I think cursing at someone, mm-hmm. you know, calling them a bad name, saying they've done a bad job, using swear words. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That is, I, I believe, the more modern version of what we're really talking about. It, it is. And it, it specifically is because when you curse at someone, mm-hmm. you're basically, you know, you, you tell somebody to F off or whatever it is, you're basically cursing their life is what, you, what you're doing, which is why they say curse words. But it actually, right. it really comes, uh, it comes down like, like the ancient Romans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they laid the, the groundwork for, for, you know, your daily F bombs, right? <laughs> but the, the way that they would do it because they didn't really have, uh, any kind of crude names for like heterosexual or homosexual or anything like that. They thought of everyone as the same. Right. But what they did do is they divided people into like an active and passive partner, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were an active partner, then, you know, they wouldn't really have any. It's like a top or a bottom? Yeah, but they okay. wouldn't really have any kind of words for you. Right. But they did have a, a specific sexual slur that was like uh, pathicus. Which was actually a graphic term, basically mean, which meant a receiver. Oh, right. Okay. So they're just saying, like, well, you're not a very active, sexually active. You just person. lay there and take it. Yeah, right. Like just, just lay. So basically, that was their curse for that kind of person. Hmm. So, but even like in the medieval era, and this is so strange, and this has to do a lot with you know Christianity. They actually believed that cursing, you know, God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just like how I said, I was talking about G's earlier or, you know, Jiminy Crickets or whatever, whatever you say, it's the whole point is, is you're, you're basically saying Jesus Christ, you're taking his, his name in vain. Right. Okay. Right. And when you take the Lord's name in vain, okay, mm-hmm. the idea is that it's it, like in the medieval era. right? Intravenously? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Like in vanity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know you knew that, but I'm telling the audience, Joe, (laughs) because we have people that listen to the podcast. But the idea is that in the medieval era, when you took the Lord's name in vain or you used, uh, you know, some way to curse God for letting you stub your toe or Mm. whatever it was, it actually physically injured Jesus Christ and God himself. It was was also blasphemous. It was blasphemous. It it pulled you, uh, well, it puts you outside of your congregation, Mm -hmm. you know, as an outsider. Yeah. Because apparently you don't believe what everybody else believes, mm-hmm. you know. But also, so the obscene word, like obscene words, mm-hmm. so saying something like, I have to take, you know what I mean? I have to go take a shit. Right. That was not obscene. A lot of it has to do with, it's just kind of like where we get the, the name, you know, we have a deer, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have venison. Or we have, you know, beef, and we also have a cow. Or we have a female dog, or a bitch. Right. 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 And those are old English terms, mm-hmm. you know, not originally meant as, you know, a swear or a curse word. Exactly. And and the whole reason why we had that kind of divide mm-hmm. was because you had people of the middle class that were the working folk that would call it a cow and a pig instead of calling it pork or whatever because they were the people that were butchering it. Dealt with it firsthand. Right. Yeah. So they were calling it cow, pig, you know, and what have you. Uh-huh. And then the people of the upper crust were not cutting it up. They weren't calling it by by its normal name. They were taking the derivatives of Latin as opposed to the derivatives of Germanic language. Yes. Which is, you know, cow, pig, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And they were calling it 
venison, pork, poultry, because they were taking it from Latin because mm-hmm. they were a higher crust of people. Well, and they were also putting the uh, proverbial, you know, uh, velvet curtain between exactly. them and what how they get their chunk of venison on their plate. Yeah. They didn't want to see that. They wanted to hear and, about it. They wanted to know about it. And the dividing line between defecating and taking a shit mm. is basically that same divided line between your middle class and your upper crust. And that's right. where that comes from. Right. So, you know, and maybe at the beginning of this, we should probably give a thing where we're going to be like, listen, we said this, but we're really going to cuss a lot during this. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to cuss at me. I'm going to cuss at him. And we're going to curse at all of you. <laughs> oh, right? we can't curse the audience. That's just, that's just bad. That's just bad. So we know that curse words aren't very spooky, and we're basically in our Halloween episodes. So we're gonna get try to get back to the spooky part of the curses, but we couldn't we couldn't not talk about you know what I mean all the curse words. Mm-hmm. You know that's a part of it. That's that's the whole point. So throughout history, many different cultures who believe in gods, elements, they have things like witches, warlocks, mages, someone who does magic. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, you know, are you a good witch or a bad witch? There's always a dark and a light side to those things. To the force. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, is that? <laughs> <laughs> to the force. So with that in, in their, their culture, when someone couldn't explain something by their gods or their religion or you know, the weather or something like that, a lot of times they would blame it on a curse, a bad omen, a, a demon, something. Something it was taking the, the, the place of an actual rational explanation. Throughout those different cultures, different histories, most of the time curses, jinxes, hexes, and execrations. I've, I've never heard of execration before. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is that like like? It's all the same thing. Yeah. Is it's that kind of like part of like excising, like excising a demon sort of thing? Yeah, kind of, kind of. But they're all basically were used for this, the same purpose, to cause someone harm, discomfort, uh, misfortune. Something was going to happen to someone because they couldn't explain why. You know, this guy's crop faster, this person's pigs produced more pork, whatever. And I mean, that's, you know, that's the whole thing where we were talking about, you know, the Salem witch trials mm-hmm. and also the witch trials that happened, you know, o- over in Europe, you right. know, for, for hundreds of years, you know, you had burnings of witches over here. And mm-hmm. I want to make sure I get this right. There were no actually burning of witches right. here in the, the, the United the States. States or mm-hmm. the colonies. Right. They basically hung everyone, and then they smish, squished one dude. But the point was is that they were, they were said to have hexed other people or cursed other people to see things and to dance along the moonlight the, right. you know, with the devil and, the, and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Yeah, and, and see things uh, that no one else would see, feel things that no one else would feel. Right. Is that a song? <laughs> no, that's from, uh, it's, it's, it's from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. <laughs> So with, with the witches especially, uh, it, was, it was a cause and effect most of the time where the, the witch, the warlock, the mage, someone was outside of the population or 
half the time it was someone did someone wrong. Yeah. And they took up that part of the dark side as as it is, you know, as as we say, uh, and used it, I guess, in their defense almost to say, I, I will curse you for this because you did you've done me wrong. You know, mm-hmm. So now I place a, a curse on you, or a hex. Or, I place a curse on this house. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Because you're. It's, that was Shakespeare, by the way. That's what I'm saying. It's a, a very vengeful thing. You know, it's a spiteful, vengeful thing to to curse someone. You know, with with bodily harm or misfortune or any number of reasons. And did I mention? I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, but you know, a curse is basically the opposite of a bless. Mm-hmm. It's a opposite of, of a blessing. But that's what I'm so saying. just yeah. like how you would bless someone. You know, a priest would bless someone. Someone who was into the dark arts would curse someone. Yeah, if you were going to get baptized in a Muppet T-shirt, you know, and you were <laughs> hoping for a blessing, mm-hmm. you know, and you wind up with a curse. I'm not sure where you're going with that, Joe. I'm just saying it's I'm, the complete opposite. Yeah. So you've got things like in Africa, you've got hoodoo, mm-hmm. uh, which I. Th- think is the beginnings of voodoo. Yeah, that's the, that is the beginnings of voodoo before they came here down to New Orleans and 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 mixed with the creole and santeria and and you know catholicism and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You could have cursed objects, uh, you could curse a path. So if someone came home every day from the watering hole, you know, or from tending a herd, that path that they, that they walk on every day, you could curse that path. So when they walk by it, your curse is enacted. That's a, from, that's from crazy. From then on, mm. I didn't know that. In the Mediterranean culture, there is the evil eye. Mm. Yeah, what was, I was what is actually that going the to. I was, yeah, I think so. And there's there's basically it just how we talk about like uh, you know your your miss like the flood myth. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that sort of thing that are that are basically universal. Also, the evil eye is fairly universal throughout many cultures. Yes, it's it's more like Sauron, you know, mm-hmm. in the, in the t- Lord yeah, of the Rings. Absolutely. It is an all-seeing, all-knowing, and all evil entity that you can pretty much get to do your bidding. And a lot of that stems from possibly envy or hatred of someone else's wealth. Or standing in the, in the uh, community, and a, a lot of people think that even though you have, you you might not necessarily even mean to give someone the evil eye, mm-hmm. you know, but you can give someone the evil eye, you know. I mean, you hear somebody fart in the corner, and you just kind of look over, like a stink you, eye. Yeah, you give them the stink eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Well, no, seriously, you give them the evil eye. You know, right, and you've cursed right. them or hexed them. Right. You know, so people are giving out evil eyes without even meaning to necessarily. Uh-oh. But it's there's. I think that really stems a lot from the the expression in the eyes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you can Daggers. you could not exactly you could mm-hmm. not see anything from the nose down, and you could see just from eyes mm-hmm. whether someone is pleased, displeased. You don't have to see a smile or a frown. Well, they are you the window to your soul. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 going to go with you on that. I, I'll make a little birdhouse in mine, <laughs> you know. But it, you know, so and uh, also a lot of the time the and and again we we always I, I hate coming up with this, but a lot of people that have kind of very squinted vision, okay, right, yeah. or possibly have cross eyes, uh-huh. 
those people were stigmatized for giving the evil eye to people all the time. Uh, constantly. Yeah. So yeah. well, that's why you had, um, you know, you had to have cross-eyed waiters for the Thirteen Club because they were the they were the givers of the evil eye. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, symptoms can include uh, caused by the evil eye can include loss of appetite, excess yawning, hiccuping, vomiting, and fever. Wow. So yeah. Also, if the evil eye is attached to, say, like a cow, milk can dry up. If it's attached to a plant or a fruit tree, it can suddenly wither and die. So you can give the evil eye to much more than just a person. You can give it to, you know, their crops or, or their, you know, their mango tree, you so, know. Any, any again, thing. an object or a place. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So the evil eye is well known throughout history. It's mentioned in Greek and Roman texts, and it's uh, in very, a lot of famous literary works, including... Uh, the Bible. It's in uh, so Proverbs. There are a lot. There are a lot of so curses in the Bible. Here's there are there are. But here's one Proverbs twenty three uh, colon six. How, how do you say that? I don't know. I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> colon six. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire though his dainty meats. Uh, it's also in the Quran and Shakespeare. So yeah, the evil eye is is, is all around. But basic, in general, you know, you experience bad luck, ill health, accidents, unexplained calamity, things like that. And this, the evil eye just seems like a general curse. It's like, oh, you're going to do bad to me? I'm going to stare daggers at you, and that's the evil eye. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I absolutely love this one. Now, there's also another, there's a, what is it, the little bullhorn, right? It's like an Italian thing. Yeah, that's, it, it's a, a bull, right? It's like a steer head with, with horns? No, no, where it's just the horn, where you oh, keep okay. it yeah, on yeah. your... just the horns. Yeah, and I remember, like, uh, our Darren, mm -hmm. he used to wear one all the time. Mm -hmm. And that, I, I forgot, it has a specific name, not that I could actually get it out of my face. It's the Maloik, isn't it? Is it the Maloik? Well, I know the this thing with the, the, the devil horns, the hand yeah. symbol, that's yeah. the Maloik. Yeah, it might, it might very well be. Uh, but he would always wear that, and that's supposed to ward off the evil eye, and that's an Italian ah, thing. Okay. I'm not an Italian. We tried to get an Italian on the episode, yeah. but our friend Tony, he's he's tattooing way too much right now mm -hmm. and couldn't come on because he really, really wanted to talk about curses, <laughs> but he wasn't, so <laughs> I'm we sorry, We curse him from not, from oh, not showing no, up. Stop it. No? No. Okay. Don't. <laughs> I know you don't believe in it, yeah, but I'm, you I'm shouldn't just... do it anyway, just okay. in case. Just in case, right. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the time, also, the counter curse, when someone gives you the evil eye. I do that at Starbucks every once in a while. The, what, a counter curse? Yeah, while I'm at the counter, you're I'm cursing. like, hurry up, you're like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> the counter curse, mm. I digress, the counter <laughs> curse is to spit. So if someone gives what? you the evil Boy. eye, you spit at them. Uh, the, wait, 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 wait what, that's the counter curse? Yes. So someone says... Evil eye, malaika, malaika, hachatui. Yeah, That's and that is so, the counter curse. So that negates the original curse? I believe it, and then it throws the curse back at them. Oh, so, if so anyone, I'm rubber, you're glue. Yes. Okay. You look at me, and I'll spit at you. <laughs> that works. So, that, so basically, that's the deal. If anyone gives you the stink eye, uh -huh. you hock one up, you spit it in their face. And you give them the brown and, eye. And, and that's the counter curse. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in order to ward off the evil eye, uh, because children are very susceptible specifically to the evil eye, parents uh, 
of a thoughtlessly praised child may ask the person who gave the compliment. Thoughtlessly praised. Yes, you're not supposed to praise children for being good or anything like that. Unless because, they do something Because good. that can accidentally give them the evil eye. Really? Make them susceptible to it. So, so you have to ask the person that uh, that had the compliment to spit in the child's face to... What? To... Yes. Okay. You ask them to spit in the child's face to stop the evil eye from uh, okay. attaching itself to them. Uh, so a child is being good. Uh-huh. You can't say and they're being say, good. Hold on. You can't say you, they're You're not being supposed good. to. Uh, instead... Aunt Margaret, will you just spit in this kid's face? What, no, Aunt Margaret would have to say, boy, your child is acting so well. He has such good manners. That and opens then, that child up to ha- getting the evil eye. And then spit in the kid's face after saying that. Yes, you would have oh. to do that in order to stop the curse from happening. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you can... Because you people can... just walk around giving evil eyes all day, just willy-nilly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. Just gouge everyone's eyes out. Yeah. The evil eye is also said to be prevalent along, very much prevalent along the Roma people, hmm. as we all know, typically thought of or known as the gypsies. Yes. So yes. Uh, a few evil eye protections or, uh, or cures would be wearing amulets specifically with the color blue, and that symbolizes heavens or godliness, hmm. uh, you know, in an eye symbol as well. Right. So charms, potions, and spells can also be pre- prepared. Garlic is used to deter the evil eye. And vampires. And vampires. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll get to that, too. And sometimes ladies. Oh, yeah. I mean... Sometimes you know, they don't like it. The stinking rose. Yeah. Well, some of the most memorable curses I remember growing up were Egyptian curses. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the curse of the, the pharaoh's tomb. Things like uh, the Valley of the Kings. Yeah, and... Um, the Curse of the Mummy right now mm-hmm. is on Netflix streaming. Oh, God. Yeah, I meant to watch it, and I haven't had the chance. It's terrible. It's terrible. I know. I just wanted to put it on in the background while yeah. I'm like, doing laundry or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, most of the Egyptian curses were um, if you disturbed mm-hmm. the, the, the mummies, if you disturbed the riches, the jewels. Yeah, if you were a, a jewel thief, that's the whole point is they don't want you to go in and steal their – the stuff out of their tomb, you right? Know? Because uh, I mean, they're buried. tomb raiders like Lara Croft. Yeah, they're buried with that for a reason. Yeah, they're supposed to be bringing it to the afterlife. That's the whole idea, right? Exactly. So if you come in and take all their gold coins that they mm-hmm. that they've hoarded for, <laughs> you know what I mean, their entire life, and they want right. to bring it to the afterlife, mm. you're supposedly cursed. Right. There are said to be several curses on a few of the the sarcophagi that they've removed. Mm-hmm. And a few of the tombs they've opened. And, I mean, of course, like, the, I guess the major one with that, and it, we, we might even get to, like, Egyptian mummies and stuff like this, so I don't want to mm. go too far no, 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 into just... the curse of Tutankhamun, but mm. specifically Tutankhamun is supposed to have a curse that killed several of the people and the explorers that went into it. And yeah. there's, there's some conjecture and theory that possibly it was actually, you know, even, like, a dog it killed, too. Yes. Like, it was, like, one of the master's dogs mm-hmm. or, but, you know, then there's also some conjecture and theory that it's possible that there was actually mold inside of the tomb. Right. Which is what caused people to, to kind of die early mm-hmm. or young. Because like uh, they sucked like in black mold, mold or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just like they have that in houses and mm-hmm. you shouldn't buy a house that has that. Right. You know, inside of this, 
you know, are these tombs that, you know, that have been sealed up for centuries with dead bodies inside, you know, you'd have black mold on the walls. That That is not bizarre or odd to me to suck that in and possibly, you know, not have a good reaction to it and eventually die because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, even uh, more recent, Otzi from our uh, callback to our tattoo episode, mm-hmm. the uh, the Iceman, Otzi. Yeah, Otzi the Iceman, yeah, with suppos- all the tattoos. Supposedly right. he's he has a curse. Upon oh, I him. didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, several people died in the uh, bringing back the the body yeah. from the Alps. Wow. Which you can't re- – I mean, people die in the Alps all the time. Yeah, well, everybody you know? that climbs Everest, like half the people only made it and the other half are still frozen up there. Exactly. I mean, it's Old a dangerous – green boots and all that. Yeah, it's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Yeah. You know, that's probably why Oti died there. Hey, all you curiosos out there in podcast land, this is Joe Taylor, I just wanted to let you guys know that we've put up a donation button on our website, thecurioso.com. We know that for the past year, we've had the Amazon link on there, and a lot of people have done a lot of their shopping through our link, which gives us a percentage, and that helps maintain the show. Now with this new donation button, there's no middle a direct donation to the Curioso to help pay for bandwidth, to help pay for equipment, to keep the lights on, basically. This show is a labor of love to us. We enjoy doing it immensely. But we do hope you guys can find it in your hearts to help us keep this show going. So go to our page, Curioso.com. Look there on the left. You'll see a big yellow donate button. Click on that and help keep this show going. Thanks, and on to this week's episode. Like I was saying with the Otzi, there was a forensic pathologist who was killed in a car accident en route to give a speech about Otzi. There was also a mountaineer, Kurt Fritz, who died in an avalanche. A hiker who discovered the Iceman on a hike with his wife and later died after falling off a treacherous path. So some people say once he was discovered, the curse, boom, was unleashed. Yeah, but, I mean, people that like doing that kind of extreme ice hiking and things like that, they, Mm. you know, I mean... They're kind of tempting fate. Yeah. 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 Could be a curse, could not be. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, really, you know what... I mean, all of these could be this way or that. Even we yes. were talking about the the Tutankhamun curse. Yes. You know, people just die. Is it people s- get old and die? People, you know, back- do dumb things and die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, is it psychosomatic? Uh, possibly. You know, uh, on some of the pharaoh's tombs, you know, the hieroglyphs state, "He who opens this." tomb mm-hmm. shall be cursed yeah you know so does that get stuck in your brain we were having a conversation earlier about your son uh, just taking off his training wheels for his bike right and basically what did you tell him when you took off the training wheels and he said he couldn't do it he couldn't do it because he, he fell yeah, down I a said bunch. keep on saying say i can do this and he said i i can't do this and i said if you keep on speaking like that 
then you're not going to be able to do it. Psychosomatic. Yeah. You're, you're basically, you're telling yourself you can't. Yeah. So if you read something that says, you will be cursed, your family will be doomed, you know. And you're like, I don't have very much time left. I might as well eat as many mozzarella sticks and chicken wings as I possibly can <laughs> right. and die of a congenital heart fa- failure because of it. It's but not necessarily not, a it's curse. It's not fulfilling a curse. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That is not fulfilling a curse. But that's what, I'm sa- that's what the, the point is, is that could it be that? Uh, I mean, it's, it's possible. So, Joe, I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about a cursed object that's mm. fairly famous. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why it's famous is because it is now in the Smithsonian National Institute's archives. Okay, and which one? I'm talking about the Hope Diamond. Oh. And I've seen the Hope Diamond. I've gone there. I've seen it. It's at the Smithsonian uh, uh, Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very, very large, mm-hmm. giant yeah. blue diamond. Mm-hmm. Was that the, I can't remember. Was that the one at the end of uh, James Cameron's Titanic? I don't, I don't know. Oh, remember I, she had the diamond? It yeah, like a big, I don't. Giant, it, it might it might be the same. And one. she pushed yeah. off DiCaprio because her diamond needed to sit there. Yeah, that. but uh, yeah, <laughs> I need room on this raft, <laughs> right, yeah. for my large butt and my <laughs> diamond. But basically, the Hope Diamond, it according to legend, it came, was plucked or stolen from an idol in India, off the forehead of a you know of an idol, and or possibly an eye. And it's said to be what one point. One billion years old. Yeah, it's an old diamond. It's a very, very old diamond. And what's the the net worth? I think it's like two hundred to two hundred fifty million dollars for one little chunk of stone. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it is the hardest stone. True, true, and it's you blue. Know? So it's a true blue stone. Yeah, but uh, th- there's at least been ten deaths that have been attributed to the Hope Diamond because they're all trying to steal it. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of them were. Yeah. So the first one is Jean-Baptiste Travenier, and he was a, a Frenchman that was said to have probably plucked it originally from its, from its area. Mm-hmm. And uh, reports say, you know, they, a lot, some of the reports say that he was ravaged by wolves. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, not sexually, non-sexual. <laughs> Not that kind of ravaged. Yeah. Not, not in. <laughs> not, I'm going to ravage you, baby. <laughs> but other reports also say that he lived to the ripe old age of 84. So, you know, who, who, who really knows? You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of lost to history. And I also read that uh, some people say he was torn apart by a French mob. A, a, a French mob of French wolves. <laughs> French mob wolves. Of a, a, a werewolf in Paris, <laughs> possibly. Who really knows, Joe? I mean, you know. And, and there's also... Uh, Rumors of disgrace, divorce, suicide, imprisonment, torture, financial ruin, lynching, and decapitation involved with the Hope Diamond. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so many. Well, we'll just go through just a few of them. All right. King Louis XIV, he bought the stone from Travenier and had it recut in 1673. It was then known as the Blue Diamond of the Crown, hmm. or the French Blue. And King Louis died of gangrene, and all of his legitimate children died in childhood, except for one. Wow. Uh, but that's kind of... Par for the That isn't all that atypical, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, you also had Nicolas Foucault. Uh, that's how you uh, pronounce that, right? F O U Q U E T. Sure. Fuqua. I think mm-hmm. I'm. I think I'm okay with that one. Yeah. So, 
uh, he worked for King Louis the Fourteenth, and is said to have worn the diamond for some special occasions. And shortly thereafter, he fell out of favor, and he was banished from France. Louis charged the sentence to life imprisonment, so Foucault spent 15 years in the fortress of Pingolari. Pingol, Pingol, <laughs> your face he spent you. 15 years in a prison. Right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, And some believe that uh, he was the real man in the Iron Mask. Oh. And others dispute that. Oh. So, so it uh, wasn't DiCaprio. Yeah. Dica- so. DiCaprio. See, I have a hard time with his name. You have a hard time with French names. Yeah. So then there was also Louis the Fifteenth and Marie Antoinette, and they uh, they both uh, inherited the French blue. Marie wore it, and we, I think we all kind of know what happened to Marie Antoinette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the guillotine, <laughs> right? Guillotine. Right? So there's no photographic evidence that Marie ever wore the gem, but you know it kind of. It was a large. It was a very. I'm sure she probably. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. She would have her little grubby hands all over it. Yeah. So uh, there was uh, the Princess of Lamabal, and she was a member of Marie Antoinette's court and one of her closest confidants. She was killed by a mob in a most horrific fashion. Oh, most horrific. Yeah. Apparently, she was hit with a hammer and decapitated, stripped, disemboweled, among other things. And that she does was also sound said like to have, yeah. Most horrific. Yeah. So there was uh, William Falls. He was a Dutch jeweler who recut the diamond. Uh, uh, the second time. Okay, so this thing has gone down in size, what, twice so yes, far? Yes, it, okay. it actually was recut two separate times. Okay. So, uh, but William Falls was actually, his son ended up murdering, murdering him and then killing himself. Hmm. So there was the Greek merchant Simon Machia, Machia I, you know what, forget it. You can figure Simon. that one out. Yeah, Simon. Simon. He owned the diamond. Uh, he drove his car off of a cliff and killed himself, his wife and his child. Like, I mean, it just goes on, really, until eventually uh, it was given by uh, Mr. Hope, who the Hope Diamond was named after. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 actually sent it to the Smithsonian uh, via the U.S. mail. Wow. Which is like the weirdest thing on the earth, right? Like, you yeah, wouldn't well, think that... Well, back in the day, I don't think there was a bunch of... There was no mail fraud. There was no no one well, was sneaking. I'm sure left. that there was, but nobody knew that he had sent it and things like that. So yeah, but I don't there's like this whole thing about him sending it in the mail, and he was yeah. like, he always said like, well, it's the U.S. mail. I mean, it's trustworthy. Yeah, exactly. You know, back when it was trustworthy. Yeah. So that's how he sent it, and that's just one of my favorite little, yeah, little little, little flourishes, yeah. right? Of of the whole thing. So you'd think the the U.S. Postal Service would just you know kill itself. Well, the U.S. Postal Service has kind of been going downhill for a while now, so you know what I mean? Coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. But, you know, maybe. Do you have any other cursed objects, Joe? What about James Dean's car? Oh. Little bastard. Yeah. We talked about that during uh, episode number 27 mm-hmm. of the 27 Club. Yeah, Little Bastard. You know, go back and listen to that episode to hear about Little Bastard. Uh, there's also the English drunkard Thomas Busby's Rocking chair? What? <laughs> the English drunkard Thomas Busby. Mm-hmm. Okay. So apparently he had, they call it a stoop chair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing it's like a chair that he sat out on his stoop with? Uh, that makes sense. Maybe. Okay. You know? So he sealed his fate when he murdered his father-in-law, and for his crimes he was executed by hanging at a crossroads near an inn. But the story goes that it was not the end 
for Busby's killing. A chair that looked on the site where he was executed is believed to carry the curse. So I guess from that inn, there was a chair on the stoop, okay, that overlooked the tree where he was hung. Hanged? Hung? Hunged? Hung. Hung, hung. yes. I've heard people say hanged. I, we're we're going to go with hung. Okay, hung. He was, he was well hung. <laughs> right. He was well hung for his crimes. The, the story goes, whoever sits in the chair will supposedly die from a frightful accident. Within three days' time. <laughs> right. No, uh, still the chair lingered in the inn until about 1978 when the owner gifted it to the Thirsk Museum, where it now resides somewhere in like a, you know, high-walled area. So apparently they still fear that if someone sits in that chair, they will die yeah. based on this curse. I've actually I've heard of this one before. So and, you know, I don't know if I heard of it like on an In Search of or one of those kind of shows or something. I think it is something like that. But, but you know, I couldn't find any evidence of anybody actually dying from sitting on the chair. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just, oh, it may be a thing. Yeah, and that it might I mean, happen it's, one it's day. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like you know, you also have what is it, Annabelle, the little Raggedy yeah, Ann the, doll. The doll. But, but I think that that's a little bit more of like possession. You know what I mean? Or the the. The idea of that is a little bit more like the doll is possessed instead right. of cursed so much. So it, I'm going to leave that one alone until we maybe do like a possession episode. There's a thin line. There's also the the crying boy painting. <gasps> I meant to look that one up and I didn't. I'm so glad that you did. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the crying boy painting because that is crazy. So the, the, the curse comes from England. From a painting that was a reproduction of a Bruno Amadio's The Crying Boy painting. And the superstition is that... Uh, it was a picture of this mournful child that causes fires. So the source uh, comes, it was a, a tabloid in the sun in uh, September 4th, 1985. Basically, a, a couple had the painting in their house. And what happened? The house burnt down. Mm-hmm. But the fire didn't burn that painting of the crying boy. Of course, that was left standing. Was, yeah, right? like the only part of the wall that wasn't burned. Yeah, it was, had the crying boy. In that article, a local firefighter noted that there were other fires that also the same thing happened. So the reproduction of the crying boy caused other fires in the area, in that you know vicinity, and the same thing happened. That painting. Of course, so now you have a legend. Ah, yeah, right? see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, is it the original that caused the curse on the reproductions? Yeah, was it was it the guy who painted it originally? Ah, you know, see, did but, something happen to the boy in the painting? I don't know. You'll never know. <laughs> we need to get the reproduction of the painting and uh, and hang it in your house for sure, a test. Sure, it's it. It seems dicey. I don't. I don't know. So, Joe, we were talking a little bit earlier about curses of families. Hmm. And I have quite a few that's, that people say that they're curses. And th- these are some very, very high-profile families that uh, supposedly all have curses. And, of course, uh, the Kennedy curse. As oh, we yeah. all know, JFK was mm-hmm. shot. But basically, <laughs> almost all of his brothers and sisters had gone down in airplanes, died of drug overdoses. I mean, it's, it really goes on. Like, Yeah, uh, but you could say that about half the people in Hollywood. I Okay, but when you're in really the limelight, like, you know what I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, you're, 
Bruce Lee, the Lee family curse. Well, that, I was getting to that one too. You kind of stole it from me, Joe, and but I'm you, a little bit upset. But you see, like, there's parallels with with those families. You know? I, no, I get you. I get you. But I mean, really, like a, like everyone dies. I mean, that's yes. where none of us are going to make it out alive. Okay. Unless and, we and, get robot parts. Yeah. So, but I mean, really, like a lot of people died in in, in the Kennedy family. Mm-hmm. Like a whole lot. Like so much that I mean, there's conspiracy theories going all around it. That, Abound. Yes. Yeah. You know. So, but uh, you know, some of the some of the theories as to why they're cursed was that, you know, like JFK's great-grandfather found some gold coins from a town, you know, and dug them up. Like some old doubloons? Yeah, and brought them to Boston, and or the like entire a... town just withered up and died. Where did he find these? He, he found it buried in some ruins. In like a money pit? Yeah, basically, yeah. Like an Oak in... Island money pit? Yeah, <laughs> and, and brought them to Boston. So let me just interject. We did an episode... One of our very first episodes mm-hmm. about Oak Island. Oh, I love which that Which is also said to be cursed. What if, and this is just speculation, what if one of the Kennedy family members found, quote-unquote, found some buried treasure that was cursed... But it maybe wasn't in, in Ireland. The, maybe in the New England area. <laughs> in Nova where the, Scotia. Where the Kennedys... <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, it's a little bit further north in Canada, Joe. It's on, the, it's on the East Coast. Oak Island. It's on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they took a, a weekend trip up the coast through Canada, you know? I, I don't think that that's it. But that's not actually what the curse of Oak Island is, I know it's right? Not, but I'm just, I'm throwing stones. The, there's two curses of Oak Island. Yes. Okay. And the curses are that every single tree on the entire, every single oak tree on the entire island. Except one. Except one now oh, needs that, to be cut right. down. Yes, yes. All but the trees. All down. the trees need to be cut down before mm-hmm. you actually find the treasure, and there's still one oak tree left. Right. The second one is that seven people have to die right. in order for, in order before you find the treasure. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's there are six, six people that have died six. on Oak Island. Yeah. So it's, is that about the same as the Kennedys? About six members have died so far. I believe so. I think the Kennedys have actually had more. So oh, okay. I can go right. through it if you like, but no, there is a lot of books and things about it yeah. that, you know what I mean? I didn't want to get too 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 far into it. Uh, so a few other curses, Joe. Uh, there's supposedly a curse on the Guinness family. The several, Guinness family? Yes, really? several members of the Guinness family have died by tragic and strange means throughout uh, history. Tragic and strange, like uh, failing livers? I mean, that's, yes, some of Losing them. a bet? Yeah. But no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, there, there is, there's like a ton about it. I don't, I don't want to get too far into it because, I mean, there's just so many. We oh, can put a Guinness okay. episode later. Right. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, it's, it's an Irish family plagued by curses through generations. Arthur Guinness founded the Guinness Brewery in 1759, and he, he amassed a great fortune. Ten of his 21 children died. Wow. After his death, several of his grandchildren also experienced misfortune. Several died of alcoholism, strange, strange, and two died while in a mental institution. So uh, other heirs not inheriting their grandfather's business acumen ended their lives complete poverty, uh, and misfortune hit the family during the Second World War when rumors were spread that the Guinnesses were cursed. 
And it, I mean, it goes, you know, all the way up. I mean, several died in the, in the war. Some died because of suicide, uh, heroin injection, car crashes. Uh, and then the very latest one was in 2005. The latest was Robert Henskith. He was 48, married to the daughter of the Guinness heir, mm-hmm. Lord Moyon. And uh, Henskith died of a, in the sleep of a heart attack. So, I mean, you know, now they did come out. Uh, Jonathan Guinness, the vice president of the brewery, adamantly denies that his family has a curse. And he says that, you know, people die and that's what it is. But he basically, he came out in a newspaper article in July of 1978 saying that there is no way my family has a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, several people have died since then. But, you know, that's that's the whole thing. People do. They die. That's, you know, I mean, I don't know whether it, it's a curse on the Guinness family or not. Hmm. So I don't know whether it's a curse on the on the on the Kennedys, but here's another one: the sad story of the Von Erich family. Have you ever heard this one? No. The Von Erich wrestling family. Oh man, this this is this is really like an awful awful story. In 1957, a former standout football player at Southern Methodist University named Jack Jack Ackerson moved to uh, Jewett, Texas, and attempted to catch on to the Canadian Football League, and it didn't work out. So he in it Canadian football is that soccer what is Canadian football soccer or is it still football like American style I think it's football American style I, I'm just I just I'm not really sports. sure 100% I'm just asking yeah so in in 1958 he was working for the Klondike wrestling uh and wait, wait, wait. hands up uh ice cream company Cl- yes okay ice cream wrestling okay yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> so but he invented the character of Fritz von Erich a Nazi villain mm Right, which is awesome. Like in the you know fifty eight or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's basically creating a villain. But they they all basically continued to wrestle under the Von Erich name, even though that wasn't their actual real name. Gotcha. I believe they eventually a lot of them changed their name eventually. But you know they were really big in like the nineteen seventies, and eventually um, his his one of his seven year old sons died of an accidental electrocution, and it just kept. I mean like. Basically, after that happened, a lot of, you know, they just kept on dying off, like, left and hmm. right. They became, like, really good wrestlers and then would just, like, pass away from car crashes and, and, and you know. I so mean, things not related to their actual profession. No. Okay. I mean, it was just, like, this... this Unexpected. Like, yeah, but they were, like, such an amazing wrestling, you know, like, family. You know, the mm-hmm. whole family. I mean, you know, kind of like when you hear about... You know the flying Grayson. Exactly. Or, you know yeah. you you have all the different tight roping, you know, walking families mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, you're going to have deaths in that. You know, yeah. what I mean, because they, you know, people fall, people die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- this family was a wrestling family, and they all loved it, and they all, you know, went and saw their father, and all started wrestling. And you know, it, it's it's really really tragic. And I, I there's a documentary too, and if I find out what it is, I'll link to it. Mm-hmm. But I actually watched the whole documentary about it, and it's very good. Recently, there was a uh, Lacey Von Erich, and she is uh, one of. Uh, she started wrestling in 2007, and she was one of the TNA knockouts. She's she's a woman wrestler. TNA. T- yeah, I don't I don't remember what they call it, but she was a part of. Yeah, basically, is that, I believe that that's the I'm, idea. I'm motioning to my my bosom yeah, and yeah. my ass. But she eventually retired in 2010. Uh, because I guess she just didn't want to... She got into it, but she decided to get out gotcha. within, like, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So, 
but yeah, the whole family is very, very tragic indeed. And if you get the chance, I would definitely say look into them a little bit further. What about a phone number? Eight six seven five three zero nine. No. Oh, I believe that that number is actually cursed because <laughs> for people, people who unfortunately who, got who it actually have that one. Yeah. Now they get phone calls and they just hear the song. No, three five nine eight 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 eight. I have no clue what that. What, what, what is that? Okay, it was a Bulgarian mobile phone company in the early two thousands that first issued that number. Okay, and since its issue date. The CEO of that mobile company died of cancer. Two other people, supposedly mob-related people, died. And they died within a year of each other. And, and they all had that number? Yeah. So the, the, the CEO originally yeah. had that number. That was his private number. Yeah. He died. That number was up for grabs. And it kind of went to back guy. into rotation. Right. Given to another guy. He died. That number was up for grabs again, given to another person. He died. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't so, want that, that number. <laughs> so after the third one, after the third death, uh, the phone company decided to postpone and, or suspend that number from its rotation. So now you can no longer get that number yeah. from the Bulgarian phone company. That's, yeah, I would retire it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing with sports, right? Is that they, and you know what, too? Ah, yeah. Let me just say, our friend Ray, Mm -hmm. he wanted to come on specifically to talk about sports curses. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we're going to try and line it up for next year uh, sometime Mm -hmm. when when we do more episodes and do a specific sports curses episode with Ray if we can. So, you know. Are you talking about like... Wearing specific socks because I thought it was yeah. luck. No, no, that's that is a part of luck, and okay. you know. But we might do like sports curses and luck, and 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 all that kind of stuff rolled into one. Because you and I are not really big sports guys, Mm-mm. but we can still do some research and talk about it, you know. Right. And right. I'd like to maybe even get Jason on that episode. Yeah, he's a sports guy because he's a sports yeah. guy too, and talk specifically about sports curses, the sports legends, and things mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So. But uh, yeah, that's the whole thing about you know they retire jerseys when people leave and things like that. Because or when they die, right? They either retire or die. That's yeah. the only time they retire a jersey. I believe so. Right. So, but I you know they would be the dudes to ask. True. You know what I mean? So in, on Facebook we have a it's it's not cursed, but we do have a Facebook group called right. Curiosos exclamation point. And sometimes I think Facebook is cursed. Yeah. Well. <laughs> But we so we have that specifically so people can like, you know, fans of the Curioso can all get there and talk and discuss episodes and things like that as we release them. Uh, now, one of the things that I put on there was uh, I asked for your favorite curses. So we have our friend Amanda and she specifically wanted us to talk about the killing curse or the Avada Kedavra. And that is in Harry Potter. Oh, uh, yeah. no. Yeah. So that is specifically the killing curse, one of the three unforgivable curses. It is the one with the most powerful of all the sinister, sinister spells known to wizard kind. Do I have to talk about it more? Joe, there is no counterspell. Anyway. Malice Mel of a Yeah. Counterspell. <laughs> well, anyway. Witch's hammer. 
the whole point is <laughs> is that this is specifically like a killing curse that shoots out a green bolt of lightning and boom you're dead <laughs> Lightning Boom. bolt, lightning bolt, lightning <laughs> bolt. <laughs> so, but I wanted to bring it up because Amanda specifically asked us. Thank you, Amanda. What is, what is the best curse? Now, also, our friend Scott, who is also our producer on many of the films that we've made, mm-hmm. uh, the Curioso films. Which He's also, a great producer. He Scott is. Scott Ambrose, producer oh, extraordinaire. Uh, so he has been a great producer, um, and we just re- uh, we just actually had another filming, and this is going to be released kind of in the future. Mm. But we just did the the screening of it, and it's called The Present, and it'll be on our YouTube page when you you get a chance. Uh, make sure you go and watch that. But he specifically asked about the Sheeny Curse. Mm. Now the nice. Sheeny Curse, uh, a lot of people think that it is specifically a racial slur against Jews. And it, it is, basically. Yes. And I, I kind of don't like to say it because it's, I mean, it's kind of like... You cursed? No, no, no. I, I think that it's kind of a bit of a racial slur. It is. So, it is. But I, I wanted to bring it up because he asked about it. And it it is kind of a, a racial slur against Jews, but the whole reason is, is because it comes from a, a curse that the Jewish people would say Mm -hmm. against people who would defame them or be derogatory towards them. Now, they would say, Masi, Masiana, and it literally means a horrible death. So it's a curse saying a horrible death upon you. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Masi, Masina. So, Mashina. I'm sorry. Masi, Masi, Mashina. Okay. So from the Mashina, you would get Sheeny. So it's basically one of those bastardizations, right? Right, right. So uh, people and people started calling it the Sheeny curse. Okay. As like shorthand? Almost? Yes. Okay. Well, no, I know. It's like a bastardization, right? Because you, you, people who speak the native language of Hebrew and they were actually doing this curse against you, a horrible death. Mm hmm. You can't necessarily hear everything that they're saying because they're saying it under their breath or whatever. Oh. So you would only hear. Uh, Machina, so you'd hear Sheeny, right? Okay. So it's like a bastardization of it. So that's basically where that comes from. Um, and it really has become a derogatory term for a Jewish person. Okay. So, but there, there's a whole, like, uh, it's also, you know, I mean, and all, all of the terrible things that come along with that, you know, anti-Semitism. Mm. So, uh, so I mean, I, you know, it, it's not, it's not a very good thing. But Scott was wondering, you know, what, what's the deal with that? What is? Where that? does it come from? Yeah, where does it come from? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure I did a little bit of research and and let people know exactly where that is, where mm. that comes from, and 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 why that is. So it has a history. Now, here's the thing: is that I, I this little bit of information I found repeated on multiple, multiple websites and couldn't find anything else really written about it. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of one of those things where I think that it's like a when lore, you're doing research... Lore has become law yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, when you're doing research and you come across the same thing that's just copied and pasted to several different websites, you know, you 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 don't really... It's... it's you don't really trust it 100%. You, you know can't. what I mean? Because it's literally like it seems like someone copied it and pasted it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so that's basically where, you know, entomologists believe the derogatory, you know, word for Jews came from. I'm going to put a curse. I'll put a spell on you because you're mine. mine. No. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so doing some research that I did, th- there's there's actual like sites and places that you can find real life curses. Yeah, spells, incantations, and or curses. Can't you just bless me instead? Well, you gotta sneeze first. Achoo. Uh, Kazunte. All right, that'll work. <laughs> but there's things like. If you curse me, I am going to spit in your face. Well, this is an easy... <laughs> just to negate the curse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to negate sure. the curse. Sure, <laughs> And because it might be fun. It might, yeah, it might be. So there's things like fear-inducing curses, the Black Dot of Vengeance curse. Oh, awesome Doctor Who episode about that, the, the Black Dot. Anyway, go ahead. The Black Spot? The Black Spot, yeah. As in bubonic... Plague? No, no, it's totally different. Yeah, okay. you get a black spot on your on, on your, your palm on your palm. Or, yeah, yeah, or a, or a letter. Yeah, yeah, you you are marked for death. Yeah, and that was happening on like oh, a, that's an old pirate thing. It was on an old pirate airship or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. And that was happening. It was a very good Doctor Who episode. Nice. I know you're not into the newer Doctor. No, Who's, hell no. It, it was good. No, making someone's hair fall out. Oh, you, did curse? you already curse me with this? I you think I did. Son of a bitch. Way back when you were like 14. <laughs> I, re- I really did start losing my hair at 14. But okay, so here's here's the thing. Uh, something you, this is to perform the curse to make someone's hair fall out. Okay? Uh, yeah, well, lay it on me because you, you've I got nothing on me. I can't find the reversal. Can't get blood from a stone. I can't find the reversal for you. <laughs> I, I looked. It's called Rogaine. Or spit in the face. <laughs> Uh, items you will need: an image of the victim to be, mm-hmm. four black candles. Of course, you're gonna be fucking goth as shit for this thing to work. <laughs> uh, three red candles. Okay, maybe not so goth. Rue oil. Is that? Or, is that? Do you get squeeze that from a kangaroo? I don't know. I don't know. It's rue just means red. Oh, that makes sense. Red oil. Okay. I, or or olive oil. So I guess either or. A few strands of hair of the person or black thread of medium thickness. That seems like a really poor substitute. What, I, if, the yeah. ha- what if the hair is, what if it's a redhead? What if it's a, 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 you know, a brunette, a blonde? I don't know, Joe. I don't Why know. Why would you use black thread for a redhead? doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Well, that's why they have the red candles. Uh, oh, okay. I see. I see. Uh, so you make... Uh, a couple of circles in an isolated spot, like your backyard or your terrace. You may even perform this spell in your room if you wanted to. Make sure the spell is performed only on a full moon. Cast an imaginary circle around yourself. Place the image, photo, or doll that you've made of the person you're going to victimize with this curse. Put that photo or doll uh, in the center of the imaginary circle. Then place four black candles around the circle, each one facing one direction, north, south, east, west. You will sit facing the south. This is important. I don't know why. Uh, At this direction, place two red candles, one on either side of the black candle, facing south. At the northern end, Place the remaining red candle. Now, take the hair slash thread of your target and affix it to the photo and or doll. Once this is done, pick up the red candle behind you 
and bow down once on each direction and seek the pardon of your deities. You just pick a deity, I guess? I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, not really sure. sure. I'm not really yeah. sure how that works. Uh, for the action you're going to perform, uh, then using the same candle, burn the doll and or photo starting with the hair or thread. Well, that makes the most sense, yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, Once it is completely burnt, exhaust all the candles and leave the room for the next 30 minutes. The spell will work overnight. Yeah, and also, you probably want to leave the room because you're burning hair in the freaking room. (laughs) And it's going to smell like hell. Well, it's going to smell like burnt hair. Yeah. Burnt hair. I mean, if hell smells like burnt hair, I don't want to get I that. imagine that hell actually does smell like burnt hair. Like burnt pubic hair, burnt yeah, just head burnt, hair. It doesn't have to be pubic hair, Joe. Burnt armpit hair. You always hair. have to bring it down downstairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Why? You always cur- have to do that. Because the curtains always have to match the carpet. <laughs> That's my curse. All right. Well, now that we've uh, cursed our audience with all losing their hair... <laughs> We've lit all the candles mm-hmm. of all of our listeners. That's uh, right. We've lit the pictures on fire. No, we haven't actually cursed you. No. Uh, we're just we joking would never around. We wouldn't yes. do that. So we just curse at you, and we only do that now that we're past the censorship episode. Yeah, so listen, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> You're awful. Uh, but anyway, thank you very much for joining us uh, for Curses, and we'll see you next week because we are in our Halloween episodes. Our ho- What are we calling it? <laughs> this every year the crypt kicker five we are man. in our halloween crypt kicker five episodes extravaganza so you get five episodes for the entire month that are all spooky themed mm-hmm. and this is only number two number so you have two. yeah you have three more left before uh before halloween is over halloween so come and be my halloweeny <laughs> are you trying to curse me I maybe I don't know. You're cursing at me. I am cursing at you, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash Curioso Podcast. You can call our voicemail line, leave us a message, 443 327 9673 on your touchtone phone that spells hide a sword on the curioso.com website on the left hand side you can help support the show by clicking on our amazon link and if you're a real curioso we need you to go on and give us a great five star review on itunes it will help us get more listeners and it'll make you feel good about yourself if you'd like to check out some of our sister podcasts check out thundergrunt.com Some of my boobs. That fucking chair's cursed, dude. Sorry. I need some oil. Some roux oil. It got a little weird there. Some kangaroo oil. <laughs> so some roux oil. Oh, you want to try mine? Yeah. <laughs> Here. Trade me. I'm telling you, I'm way more blinder than you. Yeah, I, got, I see nothing, oh dude. My God. It's like looking through Vaseline. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Way more blinder. Oh, my God. Yeah. Trading glasses. This is a fun thing. Oh, you know, only my right eye is, is 
is the only one that yeah. the left one doesn't have anything in it. You ready? F bomb. F bomb. <laughs>